Imperial Episode 10 Little of the information documented in these findings can be of use without context. All of the historic information, such as the names of other Jesuits and prominent locations, appear to be correct for having been written in 1711. As such, here is information regarding the document's provenance and the context in which the documents were found. In 1956, the body of a man was found during first excavation stages for the construction of provincial road improvements outside of Nanjiang and Haihe, Heilongjiang Province, China. The area in Nanjiang in which his remains were found is along a possible path between the Greater Kinan Mountains and modern-day Chichihar which was at one time called Sisihar. The body was found buried in wet mud and decaying vegetation, which preserved parts of the remains to varying degrees. Additionally, remnants of cloth and adornments were excavated and were identified early on as clothes common during the Qing dynasty, though not specifically those of an official, a Confucian scholar, or a religious leader. An anthropological analysis of the skeletal remains identify the men as morphologically from Asia or the Indian subcontinent and to be under 27 years of age. He had suffered from periods of nutritional deprivation as a child and several broken bones in his young adult years. He had a deep cut into the humerus of his left arm, which had yet to fully heal, but the cause of death was determined to be the mudslide that had covered the remains and ultimately buried him alive. The man was found to possess a parcel wrapped in treated leather and a heavy waxen cloth. He also had on him a thick bamboo tube used to preserve large scrolls. At one time, he may have worn the tube slung across his back for easy transport, but the tube had been crushed during the mudslide, destroying the contents by exposing it to agents of decay. Thankfully, the wrapped parcel was well protected by the man's body, the leather casing, and the waxen cloth and it was filled with the written documents previously presented. The remains were carefully excavated and taken to a lab for delivery to the Institute of Archaeology, which is now part of the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences. Further site excavations determined that his remains were a singular event and nothing else of historical value was found in that stretch of road. As such, construction resumed. Though not present in every photo, several photos from the road construction and completion show a peculiar dark statue in the distance. It is difficult to determine what the statue is of as it is set back a distance from the road and the photos are from 1956 to 1960. When using modern day internet maps, I found no black statue near the road section. The documents within the preserved parcel were covered and stored, and for several years only two pages have been examined, which did note that Manchu and Portuguese scripts were both present. It was not until recently that I examined the full collection of documents. 
I have requested the assistance of several graduate students in locating any possible supporting documents related to the group's disappearance. Jingwei's father was a magistrate, and if he sent a search party, it would have been recorded. Though there is no promise such a document would have survived, the Jesuit missions may have also inquired to Father Martin and Brother Benedetto's whereabouts. But due to the Chinese rights controversy and the Christians' quickly weakening hold in China, they may have been forgotten. The writings that survive contain those pieces translated here, as well as several detailed drawings of flora and fauna, mountain vistas, pictures of children, one drawing of a woman, and many pages depicting an unknown script with possible translations written in the margins. While I originally came to the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences to document dialectal differences in the written forms of Manchu and regional languages during the Qing Dynasty, I had never expected to come across possible evidence of a previously unheard-of language and script. The pieces are limited, but it showcases a complex writing system that utilizes a mixture of syllabic and logographic script. Father Martin has written corresponding syllabic pronunciations beside long lists of script depictions, and there are several pages of his attempt to transcribe words and their translations. His work is astonishing, even on its own. Yet I am more excited because I believe I've seen more recent matching discoveries of the script. Even so, the translations are what interested me most. Here, in these documents, there is one particular translation I consider to be most prominent. A section of the script is written and broken down into chief sections. It is the only instance of Father Martin's attempt to establish some form of written rule for the language's grammatical structure. Father Martin noted that it tells a short story. Here is the roughly translated short section. We know. We shield the children's time. We watch the storm pool. The guardians watch us. The storm wakes those gone. A storm, a wall, a death. Given time, the resources collected by Father Martin and my own research, I hope to discover more of what the additional scripts may mean and learn of who wrote them. That is why I am so interested in what I saw in the brief email from Dr. Lobo from the University of Toronto. His email included pictures of script rubbings, some of which share identical forms to those present in Father Martin's notes. I am still in disbelief of their original location, more so than those found in Svalbard. There are also those most recently located in another excavation in South America. I will send another email to my university to set up a meeting to request time off. I look forward to working with you. The White Vault, Imperial. Written by K. A. Stats with script edits by W. K. Stats. Produced with sound design by Travis Bengroff. Mixed and mastered by Brandon Strader. Music by Stephen Mellon and Brandon Boone. Cover art by Casey Bailey and Caitlin Stats. Starring the voices of Sophie Yang as Dr. Zhao Liu, Andrea Galata as Brother Benedetto Habadian. Jetalmeda Pinheiro as Father Martin Vaz, and Yuan Chang as Jingwei Sheng. Manchu translations by Tacta, the Portland Manchu Studies Group. Italian translations by Francesca Elena Magdalia, or Central Linguistico Eureka Amantea, ex Central Linguistico Eureka. Portuguese translations by Jetalmeda Pinheiro. 
Mandarin translations by Sophie Yang. Special thanks to Stephen England of Option Model and Media, Frank and Christy Carino, Dr. Stephen Wadley of Portland State University, and you, supporting our show for helping us bring this story to life. This has been a Fool and Scholar production. The story will continue in October in the White Vault Season 3. Travel is not advised. <laughs>